I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are very excited to jump back into the world of Indian cinema with the 2018 film 2.0, yeah. which is, of course, directed by Shankar, like the first one, and starring superstar Rajni. Nice. Man. The they're all the, in such fine form in this thing. Wow. The title sequence for Superstar Rajni is ridiculous. It's incredible. It's like maybe <laughs> a, an, an eighth of the special effects budget. You've yeah. never seen anything like it in Hollywood. Seriously. like I, No. Um, <laughs> People would never stop making fun of you if you had your card for your, your credits is a minute long where it spells out the word superstar and then your name. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like more advanced than it, like all of the original Toy Story, like the <laughs> rendering probably. It's, I was it trying probably took to, as long to render. And, yeah, I was trying to think about, because, you know, I guess early 2000s, like I think of the first X-Men movie where the opening titles were kind of similar in a style yeah. to this, where it was like, sure, yeah. they showed well, like, going, like... Into the neurons. And yeah. Then, yeah. But <laughs> there... I mean, it's like they take that and they multiply it by 35, you know? It's... Yeah, it's it's beautiful. This is, I mean, we said this a little bit with the first film, Endiran, but 2.0, it's it's almost a showcase for Indian special effects um, and a great little time capsule of where they were in 2018. And I've got to say, I think just about every sequence really plays to the strengths of the visual effects artists. It's kind of a jaw-dropping <laughs> jaw-dropping movie um, i do think that they probably saw like reactions to Endion and were like okay uh, i do get that a lot of people are making fun of how goofy this movie looks <laughs> so we're gonna make sure that we're gonna try our best to make this movie look good and i th- would say that a lot of the times it does. You still do get moments in the movie where you're like, Ugh, this doesn't look too good. But uh, sure. I think overall, like the effects in this movie are far and beyond what we saw in, in the Iran. I also think like story and story wise and thematically, it's maybe a stronger film than in the Iran. I mean, it's uh, you could say that it's pretty wild and crazy, but it's actually what happens in the beginning, what happens in the end, character's motivation. It uh, it really makes sense inside the kind of zany world of 2.0. Mm-hmm. And I, they actually make some kind of compelling cases, some of these characters. It does feel like maybe Shankar had a little more time to kind of marinate with some of these ideas, you know, in the intervening years or whatever. But I don't know. For Yeah, for me, it's it was... Such an awesome blend of maybe upping a, a little bit of, of where we had left off, but it's also really in the sweet spot for kind of like schlocky, fun, 80s VHS, one-liner, cheese. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah, it's just a joy, man. Yeah, I I definitely think that you kind of have to 
just like with Endiran, you have to prepare yourself to want to have fun with this film. You don't want to <laughs> yeah, be cynical <laughs> when you watch this movie. Well, the and, movie does a great job of preparing you for fun by opening with this horrible the hanging. hanging themselves. That is, but that again, is a it's funny like that actually, I, that actually, this is not the kind of film where it feels like they're kind of making beats up as they go. Like it right. ends up all sort of being yeah being i did yeah i did want to talk a little bit about that before we got into the movie because um we mentioned in the last episode but um matthew and i both were able to watch this film yes. in the theater and um i oh, know so cool yeah for my wife and i um it was quite the experience and um it was in 3d matthew was yours oh cool mine was not oh man so okay let me talk about this for a little bit <laughs> oh please please do so yeah the opening scene of the film is pretty dark but we saw this scene in 3d which how um you you see a man hang himself in 3d <laughs> Yeah, I'll stick with you. And it's crazy. The other and like thing, the sun, or the the glasses fall off of him and yeah. come towards the screen. So yeah, I think the that even like if, underneath his feet and they're yeah kicking out at you. Yep, I think even if you're watching it in 2D, you can kind of see the shots that are intentionally. I was thinking that yeah. whenever I was watching, it, I was thinking, I yeah, bet that totally. was made for 3D. There are a lot of these kind of entertaining shots where things jut out towards the camera. And um, the other thing that was really funny that I didn't think about before we went to see the movie was this film is in a foreign language and it's subtitled. So I got to see a 3D film with 3D subtitles, Whoa, which was really, so really the, the crazy. The font is in 3D. Yeah. And wow. the other thing about it was... The film that we saw, the subtitles were like just yellow without like a black outline or anything. So it was really jarring seeing this like gotcha. layer of like text in just pure <laughs> bright yellow in front of you. But um, yeah, it was it was such an entertaining experience. Also, it was like, uh, you know, Joanna and I really we got a couple double takes like, oh, why are these people in this theater? <laughs> you know, because sure, yeah. it was a very, uh, you know, the the audience it was meant for was there, and we weren't the the typical people you would expect to see in a film like <laughs> sure. this. So that no, was really feel, entertaining yeah, for us I, I too. It was oh, it was a great time. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. We went, and it's funny. We went, and it was a, kind of a cold, rainy day, in, I think like January, February. And so there was us and like two other people, like two other groups of people. And one of them was a family that had like two little kids. And I was thinking, this is, this is a, if you saw this whenever you're a little kid, you know, excusing the kind of disturbing opening, then this would be a super fun movie to, to see as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is, this definitely has a lot of tones of like superhero movies. You can see mm -hmm. the, the sure. years yeah. in between these two films, how different mm -hmm. the movie market is. Yeah. Birdman, uh, yeah, Chit Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Chitty's yeah, basically a superhero in this film. Dude, he's, yeah. he's the one to rule them all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now that's, that's an interesting thing. Uh, interesting note too, is that this movie is the second highest grossing movie in India. And the the uh, top one is possible future episode. Um, how do you say it? Bahubali. Is that Bahubali? Yeah, Bahubali. 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 All right. Yeah, Bahubali uh, two is 
honestly, 2.0 seems like it should win the prize at Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> I mean, at least as wow. far as like nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just kind of like, yeah, screenplay <laughs> theme character hot takes from Marty. So, but it's tons of fun. Yeah, I, um, Alvina and I saw it with uh, her parents in the theater couple of years ago and it's a lot of fun. I think I may have mentioned it before, but it's a film where the main this isn't too much of a spoiler because this is based on um like old legends and stuff. But the weed character, the protagonist, Baba Lead, like dies like two thirds of the way through the movie. But there was he had a newborn baby that he left behind and when that baby grows up, it's the same, <laughs> it's actor. The same actor. And he basically is like the same uh person, the same that's perfect. <laughs> so it's awesome. Ugh, but in it. terms of gifs, it's a lot of like I've definitely seen gifs from from that movie. <laughs> yeah, but also even just like in dialogue scenes, like people just are like raising their eyebrows and it's like a snap zoom in on it with some like CG added um <laughs> effects and stuff. It's yeah, it'll be tons of tons of fun. Nice. <laughs> there um But uh but Baboli two is number one, two point is okay. number two appropriately. That but number five is Avengers Endgame. <laughs> so even oh, in India, actually, Avengers is massive. Nice. Yeah. Since you mentioned that, I, I shared it in our uh little chat. Oh yeah, but, the AR Rahman. Yeah. So they they commissioned AR Rahman to basically make like a Marvel theme song. See, I thought I had read that no one had had commissioned it that it was like the internet oh, really? meme like nobody colon um, oh that's great yeah, <laughs> that's I hope what that's I, true that, that's what i thought that i had read but they were happy to to sort of share it or something but um that's great yeah, maybe they did commission it's really interesting though because it's not he hasn't been involved in any of the films and there isn't um you know like an indian branch of the mcu or anything like that but it's a really cool song Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. A.R. Rahman is the person who did the music for 2.0. But yeah, he did that. It's very, it's a very dead serious song yeah. about <laughs> yeah. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's so so interesting. I I I think um, A.R. Rahman's score for 2.0 is really I, ex- exceptional. If you're looking yeah, forward yeah. to some more traditional like Bollywood songs from A.R. Rahman, um, 2.0 isn't really set up for that, which um, I was, yeah, I think it's maybe fair to be disappointed uh, in something like that, but there (laughs) still are some, some great original songs for the film. Most of them are just kind of rolled into the background of action and stuff. And then there is an opportunity in the end credits for one (sighs) big song break. Yeah. Um, But I do agree with what you were saying on the scoring of the film itself. I think it's, it's really strong thematically. He pulls a lot from Endiran. So you're rewarded as a viewer and a fan of the first movie where I would say that this movie is definitely a sequel as in it's a continuation, but it's kind of like a, it's on its own, like story wise, it doesn't really pull strongly too much from the first film. But musically, I think that it's a very direct sequel to uh, the film. Outside of the uh, not having the dance and song, the song and dance numbers. Right. There's even <laughs> yeah. one little joke that's referencing one of the old oh, songs. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite gag in the whole movie. It, <laughs> it's, it's so it's Yeah, great. It's, it's so great. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, Shankar and everyone involved, they're... Uh, 
they've made a very confident film and i think they're they're pretty much hitting most of most of their targets yeah it's maybe some some surprising contents and um commentary i guess you could say but uh i don't know just such a <laughs> such a blast of a movie and it just makes you appreciate bollywood for the the blessing that it is i mean <laughs> there's nowhere else where you're going to see you know these in, incredible sequences of like large spectacle and all of these like cg particles flying at our hero and our hero basically looks like i don't know like mr belding from Saved by the bell or something um, oh yeah that's yeah, that's the other thing i was gonna say is it's just uh, amazing yeah and it's not pretty, it's not even um superstar rajni but it's right uh other character like almost any actor that's involved in like a big uh set piece is is someone that in la would be told oh thanks but no thanks you know yeah the camera doesn't love you or whatever um you have to the prepare cameras, yourself the cameras love these guys <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure i wrote down this movie has a lot of a lot of overweight men running really slow <laughs> yeah you stole it right out of my mouth you have to be <laughs> prepared for uh middle-aged men kind of or elderly men kind of jauntily running from death <laughs> oh man that's so perfect <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> Wow. And that's great too. I wrote notes this time whenever I watched it, and I wrote notes right after I watched it the first time, and I literally wrote that both times. Oh, yeah, oh that's wow. so good. Nice. But that's uh that's another talking about casting, uh person who is not an old overweight man is one of the main co-stars is Amy Jackson, which that name yeah. stood out to me looking at the credits because all the credits are obviously Indian names, and then there's this very, very English Western name. Yeah, and yeah, she's, she's kind of fascinating. Like I did. A yeah, she's amazing. Her. I think grew up in Liverpool or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a model and went like Teen UK or something like that. And there was like a casting call for Indian for an Indi- like an Indian director had a casting call out in the UK whenever she was like seventeen, and <clears throat> she auditioned, got the part, and she and her parents moved over to India, and she's kind of just been doing stuff ever since then. Man, it's really amazing. There's something um, I think that's what, part of what's so unique about uh, Bollywood cinema is even though so many of the blockbusters are these musicals, the tradition is that you have these playback singers that are doing all the vocals. And sometimes that goes far enough it, into the the actual language tracks being dubbed, especially if you know, versions of the films have to be released and produced and dubbed in all these different languages. So there is kind of an opportunity for uh, a star, you know, who maybe didn't grow up in India, doesn't have the same exact kind of local experience to sort of fit into these productions. And there's maybe not many, but there are a handful of Bollywood stars, female stars, um, who grew up outside of India and, you know, still find an opportunity to play a big part in Bollywood cinema, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, we keep mentioning Bollywood and this is a Bollywood film, but it is from right. the yeah, Southern, should... you know, Southern yeah. India. So it's like Tamil. Um, I, I've heard people say Hollywood. Have or you Tollywood, guys ever? I've heard yeah. That. Stuff like that. So I, and some of the, um, actors in this film, are from more northern from the bollywood kind of area so i think that akshay kumar that plays pakshi 
I think that you know like hit he's he's dubbed over but i think that in the like hindi version or i think he dubs his own voice for that version too so yeah i mean it's just another testament to how big india is that you know they have all these markets and actually we're fortunate enough that you can watch i think uh of all three versions are available on amazon prime to yeah. watch yeah so, and, and i think like you're saying each of them will contain some bits of uh onset uh, dialogue or the or the actual actor speaking their dialogue. So there, every version has some amount of you know uh, dubbing or ADRing even from right. another another actor, um, which is kind of cool. Also, sort of reminds us of what we run into with our Cantonese and Mandarin movies. Totally, yeah. And Amy Jackson that you guys were talking about, she's more recently been on uh, American TV screen. She yeah, plays Supergirl, a character right? in Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, I want to say early articles about the development of the movie. They were reporting that Aishwarya Rai was returning to the film, also, but neither she or her character appear. Though they do make a, a effort to kind of have her character still alive in the background <laughs> of the story. Yeah, um, but it also doesn't involve, for the reasons that we were just saying, it doesn't involve her actually needing to come back to dub any lines, even. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, basically, um, yeah, we just sort of hear her voice on uh, on the phone. Mm. Not really. Her her character has probably changed the most out of any <laughs> of the returning characters. Um, <laughs> she seems to maybe just be a little bit upset and kind of nagging Bossy, but oh well. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the movie now, but first let's take a look at the back of the VHS. There are an estimated 2.71 billion cell phones in the world, a modern convenience that many people can't live without. However, this convenience is not without consequence. Nature is suffering a costly toll, and one man is pushed beyond the edge, fighting on its behalf. Now, forces beyond science have gathered in the city of Chennai. Every cell phone in the city has become a tool for vengeance. The military is useless against it, and government officials look towards a savior made of circuitry to save them from this evil spirit. Who you gonna call? Chitty. It's finally here. Shankar returns with superstar Rajni in the highly anticipated sequel to 2010's Inderan. More action, more chitty, more madness. Shankar's 2.0. Yeah, like we were saying before, the movie starts with the very shocking scene of a person hanging themselves on a cell phone tower, uh, which is kind of a rough way to start your movie. Yeah. But it's what's cool is uh, rewatching it. It's I mean, of course, it makes more sense. But this is really kind of the almost what ends up being the prominent theme of the movie, which um, it's there's strong motif of birds and um, cell phones and basically the collision of modern technology and uh, mother nature, particularly the, yeah, the, the bird life. And, and it the, seems si- to be the science actual... is all a hundred percent sound. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the fifth but force, it... it's a real thing. Auras. <laughs> it seems to be an actual issue. Uh, that yeah. Yeah. There is, the there is something is yeah, pretty commendable. Some... Yeah, totally. And who knows? I mean, uh, it brought my attention to it. I don't think I had read any of those articles about mm. cell phone towers interrupting um, some birds' migratory paths mm. and stuff like that. I did see a story recently about um, 
the 5G cell phone network, how it's actually gonna, could affect uh, weather tracking. And uh, that was oh, something wow. I read about here in the States. So I guess it's something along the lines of them using the same kind of frequency that the weather tracking is using and that could actually affect how people can predict the weather so that sounds like a serious problem <laughs> yeah yeah the, the movie overall um it's taking this big kind of riff on cell phone and cell phones and cell phone culture in india and yeah shankar kind of explores every possible angle of that um of maybe what that means in terms of everyday life, human to human interaction, health risks, uh, everything else. But it also ends up being an awesome opportunity overall for these special effects pieces. I kind of wonder what came first because uh, the idea of there being, the, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen these like swarms of all these pieces of glass looking things, which are the cell phone swarms. And I kind of wonder if that wasn't informed by maybe some of the VFX teams um, is, you know, it's like, oh, this is the kind of a th this is the kind of visual we can achieve really well. And we can do a lot of fun stuff with it. There are these like inanimate objects and they'll play really cool with our physics systems and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It does. Did it strike you guys as that at all? It's almost kind of like a I don't know, like a, the whole concept ends up being almost like a special effects yeah, I got you. Like, uh, like the the VFX studio is saying, "Hey, we can make swarms really well with this program now. Let's let's make a story with swarms of things." Yeah, maybe. Right. Um, I do remember. I mean, this movie it it took a long time to make. So yeah, obviously, um, the original Enderon came out in what 2010, and this just came out last year. Yeah, and it was delayed a lot. And I think the main reason for a lot of the delay in the filming, uh, I mean, in the release of the movie was because the effects were taking so long. So, um, I mean, I still, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, in any movie, you're going to have a left hand, right hand situation. So um, hopefully, yeah, they were kind of agreeing in a lot of ways to, to make it. I think everything works together, though. Like, it you don't get effects yeah, here that totally. are just so random. And you're like, why is that? I think everything is really cohesive. Cohesive. So yeah, that's it feels cool. like the the there was enough time for all these ideas to really brew. And um, yeah, yeah, it's really it's all wrapped around this theme of yeah. I guess you could say that maybe the dangers of of cell phone technology. And it could I be like do... a subtitle 2.0. Like what would it be? Like rise of. Self Rise of the Birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should also say, it's, yeah, it's basically a shot-for-shot shot remake of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. <laughs> yep. It's funny. It's funny you say that. I actually just watched that for the first oh, dude, time such a couple a good days movie. ago. It's oh, a really cool. good movie. Nice. It is. It is not similar to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I also would say, like that cohesiveness is is apparent even from the beginning of the film because the opening credits are really playing on those same ideas that you see throughout the movie. Even that just like, you know, superstar Rajni, like there's a shot after that where there's a feather that touches the ground and then the when it hits the ground, it spreads out into that particle effect. So yeah, I, I think it all works really well. So the beginning just kind of catches us up from the last movie, it shows that Vasi, Rajinkant's character, has this new robot assistant, uh, Neela, which is played by uh, Amy Jackson, and pretty much just jumps, just says, that's what's going on. Chitty, the robot, got 
shut down and right. this is the new robot that uh, I like that he mentions it it adheres to Asimov's laws of robotics right which yeah I, I was so any cool. any reference to Asimov I'm I'm a fan of so <laughs> yeah there's kind of a uh I thought it worked pretty well with the opening device of having these um university like robotics students come and visit the lab for a tour so then Vasi gets to kind of explain what's going on and one of the boys was uh, tricked by Nila. He thought it, she was a human. And, um, so, yeah. I like when he's, he's trying to... be, like, super embarrassed. But... Sure. I like when he's trying to flirt with her. He makes a comment about the gravitational pull of the moon. And I yeah. dug a little bit. And Nila actually does mean moon. In That's what I figured. Tamil. And yeah. Yeah, later in the film, uh, 2.0 actually kind of references that as well. Right, he's like, you'll orbit me or something. Yep. I can't remember, but yeah. And I love her that her name's an acronym, and you're expecting it to be some really technical ac- <laughs> acronym, and all it is is nice, intelligent, lovely assistant. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's really good. Uh, yeah. There's lots of just kind of odd English, I get almost isms in this yeah, movie. Yeah, totally. Which where sometimes they'll like say the stuff that's just an actual, they'll say stuff that's, you know, actually just them saying it just in English. And then sometimes they'll say things where it's like, I'm not sure if that's what you meant. Like there's probably a better English phrase for what you're trying to say there. But I think yeah. there's a, if I understand it correctly, there's kind of a phenomenon happening now in India too, where it's like some of those Englishisms end up having kind of like their own, like that meaning of those words and those phrases then kind of evolves too sometimes. Um, so yeah, super English, interesting case of like ang- uh, language use and and stuff like that we had yeah we encountered some of that in Indiran, um yeah but yeah a lot mm-hmm. more here also we have i don't know this is this is a great movie if you are a big fan of the the original there's a lot of satisfying callbacks particularly vasi's signature line which is like when he's made his point he always says dot um <laughs> and one of my favorites is it's later in the movie but um he, he exploits the uh the z- the z axis the third dimension yeah um, <laughs> one of these Doesn't like points at the right at reaches through at, yeah, the screen right the and does dot right at you in the <laughs> dot, theater yeah oh, popcorn so is flying <laughs> it's amazing but that's the movie right after this that's when we get kind of the the central i guess gimmick of the movie which is that people's cell phones are basically getting possessed and and flying with a mind of their own yeah flying out of their hands yeah it's a fun it's a fun bit where we just see a lot of people just kind of going about their lives and like having kind of mundane conversations and then their phone just fly out and 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 yeah it does feel like we're watching the director's cut of this sequence (laughs) (laughs) Um, where it's we kind of see every conceivable version of this Mm -hmm. happening to a person yeah it's like i don't know did it hit you guys that way yeah Yeah, totally it's like a solid like five to seven minutes of just different situations where they end up losing their phone and just flies away i think i i totally agree with you guys but i think it's so dumb and funny that i could literally watch like half an (laughs) hour's worth of that No, it's just you know, delicious. It's like it's, yeah, it's so stupid. It's just great. Yeah. Well, it's also there's, it kind of keeps that style going. The sequence immediately um, afterwards. Well, that that the cell phone's flying basically ends with um, 
that version of the story for Vasi. And so he's on the phone with Sana. And again, mm -hmm. her, her character is maybe nudged a little bit. She's mostly just kind of <laughs> nagging him about not calling her. Um, but then the phone literally flies out of his hands before he can like kiss her. Yeah. Um, that's a great one. And then, and then Neela ceiling. says, flying kiss as the yeah, flies great. out. <laughs> that's, uh. that's so good. But yeah, the sequence following that is basically all, it seems like maybe every citizen of Chennai is like reporting to, was it like a, it's a government facility? I'm not sure where they choose to go to complain. Um, but that sequence also, we get kind of a, an example of every possible complaint from all these different kinds of people but like you're saying carlos it's just it's all so fun yeah um, and i mean it, if you yeah. didn't get how it, i mean they know it's dumb too like there's literally like a dude taking a selfie like at a funeral with like his grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, he's man, adjusting his head so he fits into frame like come <laughs> on like, yeah this... i mean they're it's cool because uh i think um they're already sort of twisting the knife and hanging a lantern on their point of view, which is that these cell phones have gotten out of hand and their influence on the culture is maybe not good. Right. Which is something that, yeah, that's something they riff on throughout the movie. Something that's also not good for the culture that it's a little more obvious that they point out is, I'm guessing this must be a law in India, but anytime someone's smoking on the screen, this little thing pops up oh, in the man. bottom left corner yeah. that says, smoking causes cancer, smoking kills. Yeah. Which, and that was yeah, also and in, in the 3D. beginning. Yeah. Oh, oh that really? was in 3D? Yeah, man. It was <laughs> wow. like very distracting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's funny because it's we joke, I think, sometimes in the States of how, you know, warning labels and that kind of stuff maybe can get carried away. But there's a big warning before the opening titles. And then, yeah, like mm -hmm. you say, anytime that there's a cigarette on screen, that warning has to has to appear. You'd kind of think that, I don't know, filmmakers will be kind of left with no choice to just sort of nix those cigarette scenes because it's, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, pretty jarring. And it doesn't, it doesn't really like add anything to the scene. It's just this first one, we just see a, like a truck driver uh, driving a shipment of cell phones that get possessed and break out, flip the truck over. But it's like he doesn't need a like, cigarette, I guess. It's just, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's double doubling down on the the warning. It's like, hey, if you smoke cigarettes, then evil possessed cell phones right. like flip over your truck. I wonder too if it's maybe a newer um, provision or whatever. And oh, it like seems, it maybe when yeah. they were shooting it, that wasn't the rule. Gotcha. I it definitely that. seems like it's one of those situations where we have to put it in. But this next bit was really cool. Like I remember in the theater thinking that this was. I don't know. I just I really love this. Scene yeah, in the it's a brilliant idea. Like, and visually, it's like unforgettable. Mm -hmm. So we see the we saw the cell phone shop owner earlier, who was you know complaining, trying to you know figure out what he's gonna do since all these phones are flying away. And we see him go home that night and gets woken up by this vibrating, and then we realize that the vibrating is actually the cell phones completely lining. the house. It is, yeah, yeah the, the call's <laughs> coming from inside the house. It's completely <laughs> lining every square inch of the walls of his bedroom is it's the so cell cool. phones. They all light up and they're all vibrating. It's really it's freaky. Yeah, and for most, the most part, the shot looks really cool, I think. It does. Yeah, I think so too. 
Um, there's a shot of like kind of the cascade of cell phones kind of following him as he's driving mm-hmm. home too. And I think that little details like adjusting the focus, like how a real camera would with stuff in the yeah. foreground, and the background really goes a long way to help sell those effects. And they're really smart with how they handle focus in this film with these yeah, totally. uh, 3d effects. I also love that the, the sound of the phone vibrating becomes almost like this horror movie trailer yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard like seen that done in a, in a movie before. Really? I was, effective. I was really impressed with that too. And in the theater, they, at least where I saw it, like, they put a lot of oomph into that um, cell phone mm-hmm. sound effect. So you really felt it in the theater. So then what doesn't look quite as good is <laughs> that the cell phones eventually surround him and then just start like going into his, his mouth and like crawling like underneath his skin, which it is like, it is creepy, but it's a little, I don't know. He looks a little too weird and like rubbery. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, maybe in some ways it's good that the movie opens the way it does because there are some sequences uh, that could be kind of shocking and oh, yeah. creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that one little joke uh, that you mentioned, the guy taking the selfie at the funeral, <laughs> it's, it comes up so suddenly. It's, yeah, kind mm. of striking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not, there's, there, yeah, there are a handful of those sequences in 2.0. Right, you kind of have this mystery brewing right now, and um, Basi is pretty invested in it as well. He had, yeah, he almost uh, gets was... to be like a, an investigator kind of, yeah. which is cool. So they show up at the crime scene where this dude was killed, and uh, uh, Neela and Basi notice that there's some fragments on the floor, and when she tests it, uh, it's they're like cell phone pieces. So <laughs> there's a great like line where he's talking to the cop he's like this man was killed by cell phones <laughs> it's like what or isn't it something like would you believe me if yeah I told yeah you this man was killed by cell phones. what if i told you he was killed by cell phones? Yeah. it's great Ugh. yep <laughs> and so the way that he decides to track down is he reaches into his junk drawer and pulls out his old nokia <laughs> and and kind of uh plugs it back in and puts a track uh a tracking device on it yeah that's totally one of those old little nokias i didn't notice that mm-hmm. <laughs> as whenever i saw it i'm like i i pretty sure i had that same phone and oh, i'm pretty awesome. sure that that i had uh, before i moved out of my parents house i definitely had that drawer in in my desk <laughs> oh, that all my cool. old phones the old odds and ends yeah it's a and uh plan ends up working um they're able to track the phone at least, yeah, par- partially, and then they kind of pick up the trail with some uh, electromagnetic radiation scanning. And mm. yeah, this part of the movie is really fun. I've got to say, in general, or at least for me, like I didn't end up missing Chitty as much because Vasi gets to have some kind of juicy material in the the beginning of the movie, and I think they really handled the the kind of Vasi story driving versus the Chitty stuff and. Yeah, really cool. When he does when he does appear later in the movie, it's basically like the most perfect timing <laughs> in the world. Yeah, it's great. I do like that uh like you were talking about him calling Sana again. And then um there's a little bit where Neela's kind of poking at him. <laughs> and there's like yeah, uh totally in like this kind of and stuff. 
Yeah, the small kind of running gag that she keeps up with pop culture. So, like, this mm-hmm. time when the phone flies away, she says, oh, Gone with the Wind. And he's like, you've been watching too much television, <laughs> which I really like. Mm-hmm. So that uh, cell phone flies away, and they track it to a city. And it's a very long name. I'm going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> it's Tirukaju Kundram. I think that's how you say it. So, um... Just for kicks, I looked that name up. And actually, it does have some thematic significance. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, the name is derived from Kajugu, which means eagle. And oh, um, that's yeah, great. the city that they're exploring, there's like a legend about some rishis that are like these enlightened people that were turned into eagles and they circled the town. So I thought that was pretty cool that they yeah. pulled that. And that plays into this next bit where we see the we see the swarm of, of phones uh, going to a cell phone tower and then turning into an eagle claw and, and ripping it down. Yeah, that's probably the closest thing to that kind of WTF moment that he, we had a lot of in Enderon. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, it's like super, super surprising. I would say that that's maybe the most kind of extreme case of uh something like that mm-hmm. yeah everything else has got gets kind of built up but that one just kind of like ooh, okay that seems a little unnecessary but okay <laughs> but there's that, some cool uh there's a cool stunt too where uh neela pulls fussy yeah. out of the way of the uh falling tower that's kind of cool so after this we see the uh the what is it the minister of telecoms or something like that in this next scene, the the big guy in the blue suit, yeah, and he looks really similar to my brother in law. <laughs> like wow. he, he looks like it, like a like he's my brother is not as overweight as that, but like his face looks really similar. <laughs> it's really kind of funny to see that. Oh man, wow. that's good. D- does does your brother in law know the whereabouts of his phone? Right <laughs> you know. <laughs> He might not. I'll have to ask. Oh man, yeah. And this is uh, this is a cool scene because I feel like they're um, they're playing a little bit with a prominent theme in Indian politics um, these days, or in kind of like the era of Moti, which is really trying to weed out corruption in the kind of upper levels of mm-hmm. of government. So there's a lot of inference to there. Yeah, there being some corruption, and his final threat basically. If oh, yeah. this guy can't sort out the situation, which again, I'm not sure how, how he possibly could, but um, <laughs> is that he'll basically spill some WikiLeaks secrets about this dude. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he literally calls out WikiLeaks when he says the gives of the threat. Yeah, which is awesome. Like that, that'll be really fun mm-hmm. watching in like 10 years from now. Yeah, it's even now it's like really, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, this this is all supposed to take place in the future. I think the the first film, I at one point they say it's the year twenty thirty. So oh, I um, totally forgot about that. Yeah, who knows what year it is now? That's right? a, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but the the next scene uh, following that is another kind of big meeting with all these uh, smart old guys, mm-hmm. and um, Vasi's explaining he he's explaining about this fifth force that uh, they mentioned <laughs> earlier, and fifth force is actually like a term that they use for like the unexplained like Mm. or to be explained i guess there's an opposing force that was introduced a little earlier in the film that shows up right now again and uh he's actually the son of professor bora from the first film yeah did anyone else think that he looks like the rock 
The oh, Rock. Oh, I can like, see like that. Dwayne the Rock Johnson with like yes. like like nineties The Rock with like yeah, the hair yeah. and yeah. A little uh, less yeah. built up or something. Yeah, oh, not totally. quite as not quite as beefy, but like his hair and like just his general like face. Oh, I could see that. And yeah, he's usually rocking this sort of Google Glass kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, funny. That makes you just want to punch him immediately, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> this boardroom scene is is super fun. I don't know. I really it's the kind of thing we, we had uh, in abundance in like our eighties action and has mm-hmm. yes. kind of gone out of favor in Hollywood, which I totally understand, but it's really, <laughs> really delicious here. And there's, uh, it's great. Um, and this is where yeah. we get a, a pretty famous meme actually it came from this scene. Yeah. The, the, that is beyond science. That's from this particular scene in this movie. <laughs> so actually, cool. it's so funny because my wife actually sent me one of those and she's like, Look, there's like an ended on meme, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, sure enough, like there's a bunch of different versions of this mm. meme. It's, so it's, cool. it's great. If there's any another, movie not, is yeah. deserving of memes, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. the legacy oh, sure. of Endiron and now 2.0. It's great. There's definitely untapped meme potential still. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot more juice to be squeezed out of out of 2.0. There's a great line that Vasi has when uh, the prime minister i'm not actually sure what his title is but he's kind of the yeah the, i think the they call him boss. the chief secretary oh chief secretary yeah you're right he's talking about like using the military or something and Vasi says sir it's a huge force the other um, thing i really like is after dina the abora son after he yeah. basically explains like, like by the it way away. i hate you and everything yeah. about you. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. And the other thing that's really funny is that they don't replay any scenes from the first film except for Professor Bora <laughs> getting worst, his head crushed. Yeah. <laughs> the most violent scene in the first movie is Ugh. the only thing they replay, which I think is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's crazy. I, yeah, I would say almost the biggest culture clash element of of the movie is that I think the what we've been sort of talking about, which is some of the more gruesome side of things, which doesn't, at least in the West, it doesn't really fit in this movie that otherwise feels pretty family friendly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Low PG 13. Right. And actually, you know, the first movie was, there was a love triangle, right? So there was this romantic pull and there's like no romance in this film. So it's all just action and kind of drama. But yeah, the only thing you, could criticize if it when it, from a family standpoint is that there's some violence and yeah. um, some pretty bloody scenes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, there also is a great line in the scene um, uh, where he says, I'll never allow you to bring that nitwit chitty back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Man, such language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also, we are joking uh, kind of in between segments that at, at some point in this scene, that's what he says that they need to do the needful. Yeah, do the needful. Do the needful. Do the needful. And they all repeat it like a mm-hmm. yeah, it's like great. like it's a phrase that people say. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, it's so definitely that's... a phrase that will be saying. Oh yeah, no, for, from, from, from here on, on out, of course, for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's so, in this in this meeting that's he suggests to re to restart Chitty, and they all shoot it down. So who's getting killed next? <laughs> <laughs> which um, which which fat guy is getting killed next right. yeah so it's a kind of a similar setup we've got this man on his own except now he's driving down the highway and it gets him before he gets home so 
This is, you said it was your uncle that it looked like? No, my brother-in-law. Brother-in-law? Your brother-in-law? <laughs> All right. So, um, don't take it personal, but he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> he would, if, if, if someone that looked exactly like him died, maybe he would think it was hilarious. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of similar effects from the last, uh, incident, but now it's like the entire highway's coded in cell yeah, phones. Yeah. Awesome and it image. turns into this really cool wave approaching him and then it kind of leads him into the forest and that's where um they basically crush him yeah totally but they also assume the shape of the trees in the forest and yeah everything it's yeah they don't leave and they don't leave any sort of concept on the on the table when it comes to this cell phone swarm it's yeah really mm-hmm. beautiful and it's kind of unnerving yeah. seeing the seeing the cell phones like crawl along the trees and along the ground. Like it, it feels like a, I mean, it feels like a horror film, like some kind of like, uh, trying to think. like There's, bugs. Yeah, like bugs. It's, it's like yeah. they're bugs crawling all over you. But so this this that's right. This is the the scene where we we get that the callback to Enderon because uh, we see the we see Vasi and Neela breaking in. To, to reactivate Chitty and whatever they are walking up to like Chitty sitting in like the just his head sitting in a, in a glass case then one of the songs from Enderon is like playing in the background <laughs> but then yeah, apparently so I assume it's, it's like in the underscore <laughs> yeah but it's actually but, like diegetic it's yeah. actually like her playing it and he's like shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's, it's so cool good. too because this feels like the same location we saw at the very end of mm-hmm. Enderon, where Chitty was on display in this museum, basically. Um, so uh, I like that they they really do as much as they can to kind of connect the threads from the first film to to this one. Yeah, there is a little bit when they're about to break in where Neela questions if she should do it because it's illegal, and she says a quote. And actually, this is another kind of pop culture reference. And it's from a film that's called Nyagan, which is this really well-known, like, kind of gangster uh, film from, like, I think it's, like, from the mid-80s. So the way you see uh, Rajni react to it is you can almost see, like, the audience is supposed to get what she's saying right away. It's kind of cool. Awesome, dude. Good find. Thanks. (laughs) And, yeah, then we have a pretty giant set piece. So... uh, at the end of the board meeting, it was decided that it's we're not going to activate Chitty. There's too many problems with that. Plus, there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape in the way. And so they're going to choose this military option. Um, so we cut to seeing all these tanks um, essentially lining up. And yeah, have a feeling something's going to go <laughs> Yeah, it's like they have military escorts for the construction of the cell phone towers. And you got this construction site and it's full of military and tanks and construction workers. And slowly but surely you see the cell phones start to crawl into frame and um, they basically make everyone kill each other. So the tanks start shooting at the environment around it and the military guys start um shooting up all the construction workers <laughs> and um so in the first film we definitely had a moment where we heard a wilhelm scream and this <laughs> film tops that with not one but three not one not <laughs> two but three yeah so you That's you hear awesome. those and oh, 
can't help but laugh at that. The other thing I think is really funny is that a lot of the wooden crates have the word explosive written on it with like a Looney Tunes bomb like <laughs> stenciled onto the box. That's great. Yeah. Really that's really, really cool fun. score. Uh, AR, AR Roman has this yes. kind of like climbing thing in the strings as mm-hmm. all the cell phones are taking over. And, and there's most a lot of, of these shots practical really cool explosions. Too. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing practical yeah. explosions in this. Like lots of yeah. actual actual tank, not tanks, actual like trucks and stuff blowing up, towers falling down. It looks really yeah. amazing. Yeah, super, super cool. News of this kind of spreads back to the, I can't remember his title, but he is like the kind of government official that your yeah. brother-in-law was threatening. <laughs> um, he seems to be like the guy that approves all of this construction and expansion. Yeah, so now he knows that everybody else has been killed. Yeah, then, he knows oh, everybody else's. One of my favorite little lines is he has like an assistant or something, mm-hmm. and um, the guy starts panicking and he said, "Oh, shut all the windows!" And he says, "All the windows have been closed, including the computer's windows." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I forgot about there, that. <laughs> that's really good. So there good. are some really funny, like little, oh yeah, jokes yeah, totally. like that. In this scene, there's also this is the scene I believe where he says like. Oh, this guy got turned into yeah. juice. Like I'm gonna get turned into <laughs> yeah. juice. His wife walks in with some juice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, also that's his yeah. So his good. phone reappears, and it's this super bejeweled yeah um gold gold phone, which is great. And then uh, it starts vibrating, so it gets a call, and it's which says unknown caller. And for whatever reason, he reads it as Uni Krishna. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah and his assistant is kind of like setting him straight mm-hmm. but yeah they have they have a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. um it's <laughs> it's probably best to yeah to brace once you saw that first scene where cell phones go in the guy's body it's mm-hmm. probably best to just prepare for that at all times yeah um, yeah this one's definitely the most kinda... m- muted of these deaths at first. Yeah. At first. Yeah. <laughs> At first, yeah. At first, oh, we no. just kind of then, see it go into him, and then it kind of cuts to them in the hospital. Yeah. And but the then, following sequence, like Ridley Scott. Yeah, I was about to say, the next strong one Strong letter. Just... He's like, this is too bad, brutal even for me. <laughs> yeah, the next scene is just, it's just the chest burster only. I mean, it's his stomach, not his chest. But it's just the chest burster from Alien, and the cell phone just burst out of this guy's stomach and blood goes everywhere yeah yeah the the detail of the uh, phone kind of hovering covered in blood and when it just flips around and sprays blood at that um chief uh secretary yeah, guy yeah it, that's that's really striking i think it's yeah. really cool it's also it's the violent, effect shots you know? when the um the phone is still in the guy's stomach and it's like mm-hmm. illuminating it's sort of trans the skin is kind of translucent through the um if it wasn't so gross, uh, it'd be, yeah, really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he's in a panic now, concerned with him being the next victim. So he immediately gets a hold of Vasi and says, hey, man, do what you got to do. And I like that Vasi kind of <laughs> yeah, throws all the concern. Yeah, a little bit of a brat. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> at that conference, there's like... Who's gonna be responsible if Chitty goes crazy? And you it's know, also we have cool, to Vasi pass has all these already laws. broken the the rules. Yeah, and he's, he's literally working on him as he's talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like, and he's like, all right. So uh, and he's like, back. oh, if something goes wrong, I wonder who's gonna be responsible. So, um, 
yeah, this government leader basically mm-hmm. says that he'll take take the fall if something mm-hmm. happens. And we've been getting teased with this bird uh, showing up slowly. First, it was just the claw, and then in that construction site, you see oh, like, yeah, that the shadow, that the shadow really cool. of it flying around. And um, now you've got a big city scene where everybody's in line to get their cell phones, and you've got the military here. And uh, finally, this bird like sweeps in and it starts to destroy everything pretty quickly. And I think that the effects here are really well done. It's not just uh, the bird itself that looks cool, but it's all the stunt work for like the vehicles getting blown around and um, all the particle effects. Everything looks really, really cool. This is almost like a kaiju film now for this sequence oh sure totally yeah you've you've got him he like grabs a bundle of people in each of his claws and he's gonna kill them and then uh finally chitty shows up and he's looking pretty slick he's got like this silver suit (laughs) he shows up at the perfect time like it's um yeah the sequence is so so well done I mean, did you have to hold yourself back from cheering in the theater? <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, yeah. I was cheering at home. It's, yeah, sure. it's, it's great. And he's got these goofy wheelies things. <laughs> yeah, he's got like, some wheelies on. Him. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, and he's, like I said, he's playing basically a superhero mm-hmm. now. So he does his best uh, zoom zoom to save all the bystanders from falling to the earth. Mm-hmm. And he catches them all in a net and then he throws the net at the eagle and uh yeah this is great we we get chitty like running along the sides of buildings I love his, he's kind of casually jogging up the side of the building <laughs> yeah that's so great uh, he does this great thing where he like jumps into the building and then like belly flops onto a rolling cart and just rides that <laughs> <laughs> through the building you know yeah uh, so good and doing like and, a I like too moonwalk pop- with some machine oh, guns. Yes. Oh, this is the moment when I was in the theater where I was like, all right, this really does feel like Endiran now. Like, this is what oh, I was awesome. hoping to see. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, so cool. And you got it. You really got to hand it to Superstar Rajni. You know, he was maybe older than you'd expect for this kind of part <laughs> back in the first film in Endiran. <laughs> And what was yeah? He's like eight years he's, later. Or yeah, eight years, years later, he was sixty. Then he's sixty-eight in this, or, or, yeah, or something yeah, like that. He's rocking he's... it. <laughs> so cool. I also like after the little bit of rescuing that people in the city are coming up to him, and they they all know who Chiti is, and <laughs> yeah, like you're saying, it's a superhero sort of mm-hmm. moment. But we, uh, I guess, we don't get to introduce the actual whole negative force, positive force thing, but. Uh, Chitty has to recharge and he finds these like satellite dish things and the the bird monster isn't able to follow him inside of them. So that kind of it's cool. This you know, this is the first time we've seen that anything can stop these these cell phones. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even, totally. even Chitty isn't able to stop them. So it's a it's a cool it's a, that's another cool effect shot, too, of it getting like hot in a, in a net kind of thing yeah for sure and it's also nice that we kind of remind the audience that there are limits to what chitty can do and that Mm -hmm. he does need to recharge um he's able to do that successfully this time Mm -hmm. um which then leads to vasi needing to do a little more detective work to figure out exactly what was responsible for blocking the um this hawk 
And yeah. <laughs> I, I love think... the scene when he finally gets on the phone with that, right? Yeah, <laughs> the correct it, scientist. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So yeah, what he ends up finding out is that this site was used to send like signals out into space to contact but only positive signals. Yeah, right? only positive. So what they do, of course. Yeah, and what what Vasid does is he tells Chitty to replay the footage with like a uh, electro photography. What he says is a uh, Kirlian energy. It's <laughs> yeah. like this thing and i had to look it up because i'm like what what is he talking about (laughs) so it's like a tool that they use that actually was invented on accident where electromagnetism can create a photograph but what ended up happening is um people started to use that through uh for parapsychology and people actually Uh, say that you can use that to view a person's aura and that kind of becomes a factor in this film and what they realize is that this bird is controlled by a negative uh, aura, like a negative energy. And that positive energy, like you guys were saying, is what's keeping it from entering that field. But the thing that's really funny is that they're looking at the eagle and they pause it right at <laughs> a like, moment. And you right see there. the... Yeah. yeah, he's like, wait, what? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you see the face of uh, the villain in the film and the chest of the eagle. It looks... So ridiculous. It's like Lawnmower Man, kind of. It's exactly like Lawnmower Man. Yeah, nice, dude. It totally is. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. So then what what Vasid decides to do is he kind of creates this array that will like send these positive rays at uh, at a target. So they're going to find where... uh, They have to find where this is originating from. So... Uh, he has Neela look up like deaths related to cell phones, um, and what he realizes at the and this is the scene that we saw at the beginning of the movie is that uh, a man hung himself, and it was the day before all this activity began. And yeah. um, the other it's thing also is sad. that they very breezily passed by one of the other deaths, which they say it was like a teenage girl that had her <laughs> photos leaked online, yeah. and then she killed herself. And, yeah. Um, it's like nah it's not also, let's go to the next one <laughs> yeah also I want to hand it to the filmmakers because that is sadly something that has been hap- there have been cases of that in India in the mm-hmm. news in the last few years yeah um, and, and it's like you said before too it's touching on these cultural uh, happenings mm-hmm. in regards to how connected everything is nowadays right and yeah they're all kind of point to the cell phones being a, a danger of some kind mm-hmm. yeah and um so vasi also kind of seems to recognize the name of the man that hung himself she tells him his name was pakshi rajan which is also kind of funny too because pakshi means bird <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you guys knew that <laughs> i didn't but that makes so, sense yeah yeah I that and um, so they go to uh, Pakshi's residence and they have like this Ghostbusters Ecto-1 <laughs> van. I oh, totally perfect. thought that too. I, I literally I wrote, was like, they try to capture it with a proton pack. Yeah, it's not, it's like a white and red van and they're using these positive versus negative energies. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like Ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. with the Statue of Liberty. Like that's what that <laughs> oh, was totally. all In about. The, like negative New York energy exactly so they go there and they find the bird and they're using 
the ecto one <laughs> to attack the bird and it's working but then the thing messes up and then uh you know it's this struggle what ends up happening is that like an egg is formed from the bird and the egg turns into like a humanoid figure that is made up made up of cell phones mm-hmm. and you see that it is this pakshi that we saw at the beginning of the movie but he's now he's like this kind of evil spirit basically yeah and um, i don't know about Chitty, i don't know about you but this was the intermission for me whenever i watched this oh, in theaters you got mm. an intermission yeah i know oh, i i don't think ours had an intermission so matthew was the intermission before the sort of it was, flashback it was before or? the flashback because that was okay I, was, gotcha. I actually i missed oh, that, like the that makes sense i missed the lead up to the flashback because i had to go to the bathroom so uh, so during the intermission, I, I ducked out, and when we got back, it was like right. It was right at the beginning of the flashback, so I didn't see the scene of them. This next bit where they walk into the little greenhouse, and and then it jumps into gotcha. it. Gotcha. Right, and actually, like the movement of Pakshi as the cell phone body, it doesn't look that great to me. Like it looks very uh, mostly in the face, the way they depict the face, because it's it's like they shot the kind of more heavily made up prosthetic-y version mm-hmm. that you kind of see later in the film. Yeah. Um, it's definitely yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is. It's a little bit of a break from the look. It almost... We, the special effects look. It almost needs so to be more disjointed. Like, it's almost too cohesive given. Oh, sure. It, like, it almost needs to be more janky to, to really... Yeah, he almost it. looks like a like a Lego man. Like, yeah. he's just so He's like a, he's like a bionicle. And, yeah. And, um... yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah, they kind of have a little fight. And actually, Chitty, like, in the middle of this uh, madness, he ends up getting uh, hurt. Or is that before? Oh, that's after the flashback. Yeah, um, that's that's after. Yeah. So they they are fighting against the van, but Chitty kind of ends up working him over. And the remains of his um, cell phone corpse are then walking back towards his house. (laughs) Right, and then that's when we have this kind of transition into. Um, it's really sort of abstract. I don't even know how I would describe it, but this kind of dreamy transition into the flashback sequence mm-hmm. of the movie, which is a significant chunk of the film. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big part of it, and um, yeah, this is where we, I I think we mentioned the kind of not great uh practical effect baby baby yeah because he's saying he's explained to like an interviewer while he's still alive why are you so into birds basically and they said that's because a bird flew in because i was stillborn and a bird flew in pecked at my chest and brought me back to life or something yeah dude i want that warning that cigarette warning on yeah. screen for this newborn baby <laughs> puppet yeah it's it's even worse when I mean, it starts they, to move. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's I guess I've got to say they did a, g- a good job with the sequence, but it's also kind of, yeah, it's just sort of yeah. striking. Jim I mean, Henson, maybe it shouldn't not. be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though. I guess thinking about a lot of Hollywood productions, we don't always depict, um, you know, newborn babies in in this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was part of it. But yeah, but yeah, when the bird is pecking on his chest. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. Well, if you think about Endiran, there was the weird 3D imaging of the birth, you know, when, when Chitty helped 
uh, with that lady's pregnancy. And then there was also yeah. there was the CG baby when he was like tossing the baby up really high. <laughs> that looked really messed up too. So they had to oh, dude, totally. kind of keep so up with a that bit tradition. Of like a Shankar motif. Yeah. <laughs> really. Sorry, what were you saying, babies. Matthew? About um. Oh, I was just uh, saying. I've I've I feel like I've seen a few movies recent, like somewhat recent movies that have had newborn babies, but they're very clearly CGI babies because you can't. There's there's yeah, like laws gotcha. about how i, I want to say there's the law that your baby has to be at least like six months old if you want to have it on screen or something like that because gotcha. there's that, yeah, I read that that a lot sense. of like premature babies will end up being in movies because they'll technically be six months old but they'll look really small and Whoa. yeah oh, that's wow. weird. there's a lot of weird stuff with that so so this next bit <laughs> right, turns well, into yeah this super duper cheesy little montage of <laughs> of Pakshi looking at birds and doing measurements with birds while this really cheesy song is playing in the background. Yeah, and it's it's kind of nice, yeah, but not a bad song. this is actually the first like focused song in yeah. the film. Song. Yeah, pretty deep into the film, we're at just about the halfway point. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, I really want to throw some major props to the translators of the subtitles. They actually make an effort to try to rhyme the translation for yes. instance when they can but maybe we talked about this with Enderon a little bit but the custom for a lot of lyrics in Indian and Bollywood films and in a lot of popular music still it's maybe more akin to say like romantic poetry with a lot of like really vivid imagery and I think no matter what you do with the translation I don't think you're really able to 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 make it kind of come across correctly mm-hmm. um, and especially when it's in the background of story, like like it is here, um, I think yeah, some of the language just I think hits us uh, English speakers <laughs> in kind of a fun- f- funky way. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we should say is that uh, this uh, man that plays Pakshi, um, Akshay Kumar. Yeah, Akshay Kumar. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, a lot younger he's a than he's deal. playing here. Yeah, he is. So it's funny you've got. Rajni playing, you know, Vasi, you can definitely tell that he's trying to play this younger type than actually his age is. And then you've got this younger guy who's playing this older type that mm-hmm. I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's interesting because um, uh, Akshay Kumar actually has uh, martial arts, a bit of a martial arts background. Um, yeah, I read that. He like traveled to Thailand and he studied a lot of different uh, disciplines, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's Might um, see him in the future. Doesn't totally get to use it use it here. <laughs> I mean maybe he uses it in some motion capture sequences or something in the the finale of the movie, but um but yeah, interesting info. So this whole bit is kind of him as a professor teaching about birds and kind of learning that cell phone towers are causing issues with the birds, him trying to convince people to you know, to do something about it and kind of getting laughed at and, you know, the kind of corrupt cell phone people shooting right. him down and a lot of underhanded deals like that. And it's actually really sad. Like it gets mm-hmm. like he gets really Super desperate and, yeah. and, and frustrated. It even gets like kind of yeah, threatening it, kind of later in the flashback. 
it's all it's also nice because we end up visiting most of the guys that have been targeted by the yeah. cell phone swarm and so we now kind of understand why these people were singled out it's there's a little bit of a vendetta going on yeah and it um it actually was kind of reading to me like this all leads up to the scene we saw in the beginning of the film where he ends up hanging himself but um all of this lead up and all of this kind of tragedy leading up to him becoming a villain really was giving me like batman vibes because like it's totally like a batman villain you get this kind of oh sure interesting story how they're like a down and out guy or they're really devoted to a certain thing and then society is what really pushed them to become what they became I, i i think that as a villain like this is really effective and i think that um, you can't help but be on his side the whole time after you learn all of this. Yeah, it really makes sense that this is this happens in like Act Two after an intermission. I could see that working really well. What watching it as a standalone, it's yeah, I could see it being a little maybe frustrating just how long <laughs> the sequence goes on. Even though it is, it's really important, and I definitely appreciate um how much has been written and built into this character and it really kind of underpins the the story we've been watching but yeah i mean the, there's that there's a term for like second act slag or whatever <laughs> in oh. in a lot of like screenplays where there just tends to be this phenomenon a lot of times and you know in the middle of your film there's maybe a little less going on and you can sort of lose steam <laughs> um so that already being the case i, I could see it being maybe kind of a frustrating watch. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but if that is happening, if you're watching it at home, maybe just make your own intermission. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Get up, stretch your legs. <laughs> one cool yeah. bit that I, I wrote down was that at one point he says that cell phones will be everyone's Yama and Yama is oh, the right. Hindu God of death, which I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. That they, they didn't translate that to, will be everyone's death yeah i learned a little bit about the hindu pantheon so yeah yeah nice. that's that's so cool mm. it's also that it's um i'm curious when you guys saw this in the theater and couldn't immediately google it did did it just sort of feel like oh wow so they couldn't they're just gonna like make up science <laughs> um his his ted talk definitely struck me that we're watching it but then i did uh it did prompt me to look up um, to see if there was any info on cell phone towers mm-hmm. and birds. And there's, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of literature yeah. on it. Yeah, that's there actually is a little more to that than, like, obviously there's a lot of dumb made-up science in this movie. But that actually, they even mentioned it later in the movie that, uh, or might have been this part, that that actually is particularly an issue in India because there's a lot of different cell phone providers. So there's way more cell towers in india comparatively than there are in china or the united states so that's why it's a bigger right. issue there than in other places yeah he says at one point in the movie that you know in america there's only like three or four providers but in india there's so many more mm-hmm. and that's why we're having that problem yeah it, it it's cool i i think it's really interesting and uh like we said earlier it's a problem that i had no idea existed until i saw this film so hey yeah. More power to him for letting yeah. me know. And if you search, yeah, does totally cell phone towers hurt birds? All of the first results are, is the thing they talk about in 2.0 true? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's like, hey, oh, you know what? Wow. That's great. 
And I'm glad that it actually is an issue. It's not just a thing they made up. And so it's a bunch of people be like, nah, it's not true. (laughs) So, okay, after that flashback ends and you see that, you know, he became this evil spirit after hanging himself and combining his, like, energy with all of the dead birds that he had buried. Oh, it's also Um, cool because Chitty had come across that bird graveyard earlier. Yeah. Didn't really know what it was. So it's... Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, what is cool about this sequence is it connects a lot of uh, dots that had been kind of thrown up throughout the the film to this point. Dot, you said intentionally, yeah. right? <laughs> dot, dot, yeah, yeah. That's a three D <laughs> dot. Um, I'm. I don't know um, how I'm gonna make a GIF of that. I'm gonna figure it out. I don't know how I'll do it. Set all the physical copy of it, but figure it out. I guess just have the yeah text of the word dot. When he points the <laughs> finger or something. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, they do end up uh, recharging the uh, positive energy array. And um, Pakshi turns into the eagle again. But then he strikes Chitti and Chitti gets uh, wounded pretty bad. So they are able to uh, capture Pakshi. But um, you see that Chitti has been damaged. And Neela actually sacrifices her uh, MPU. Uh, to save Chitty. Yeah, and this is the spot where you could cut away to um the song that's in the end credits, maybe or some kind oh, yeah. of song moment totally. here. But like you guys were saying earlier, that the movie doesn't really focus on uh, like a romantic thread much at all. Although it's they're trying to kind of suggest that at the very end with. I do uh, like Chitty that um when they. When when Vasi mentions Chitti, like at the first like kind of big meeting that they have, they call back thematically to Endiran when anybody was falling in love. Remember, they would have like this windy like a fan <laughs> yeah. on them. Yeah, blows and they their actually hair. yeah yeah they actually do that with Nila when he mentions Chitti. Mm-hmm. So you kind of. <laughs> If you understand the language of these yeah. films, yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of understand, oh, Neela, she's into Chitty mm-hmm. and she's excited yeah, to see him call. again. I think that was pretty fun. It's also kind of gross because she's like a third of Rajni's age. So <laughs> I think I think they're like, yeah, yeah it's like a 40 year difference. Yeah. But hey, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, it's, it's a very innocent kind of kind of crush yeah. love in this. Right, so. right, and like we're saying, they don't really go there yeah. in the actual film. Mm-hmm. There's just right. this uh, song sequence mm-hmm. in the credits. Mm-hmm. And Neela has Air Rahman does this kind of thematic thing with her as well, and it's it's more rewarded if you watch it again. But you realize that the theme music that he plays for her is actually like orchestral version of the song yeah. that plays during the credits. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done. I, I. Man, I mean, I don't know, like, there's there's good Hollywood scoring still, but I think that there's something to be said oh, about yeah. how well he scored this mm-hmm. film. Well, yeah, I mean, Aramont's kind of a genius and also unique compared to other Indian and Bollywood composers. He's always had sort of an interest in having his music at times be a fusion of influences from other cultures. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's done some studying of film scoring and has done you know hollywood scores and that sort of a thing and uh really even comparing indiran and 2.0 uh you're hearing the the kind of the evolution of his of of ar rahman as like a orchestra composer it's super exciting 
Mm-hmm. And the um the actual the score is available on iTunes. Oh, cool. So yeah, at this point, the movie almost seems over, even though we have almost an hour left. Right, right. But yeah, they captured the the big bad guy. They have a big conference talking about like celebrating and saying, you know, Chitty is the one that saved the the saved the country basically. And there's kind of a weird bit where Chitty says like basically Vasi is my god because he's my creator yeah which is kind of a and then it cuts to this slow-mo of Vasi kind of basking in it um... <laughs> he says that like I am just his shadow mm-hmm. like uh he's the he's the guy that's responsible for it not for me uh, I think it's great yeah you got the whole congratulatory ceremony and they say they're gonna order an army of chitties now and then they cut to uh dina bora in the audience like shaking his head and it's like oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he he gets a rough deal in this movie like i know he's the villain but he gets kind of a raw deal later yeah yeah he's kind of like this sidelined villain because he's kind of i mean you can't really fault him because like really chitty and uh, Vasi or responsible for his dad's death, even though he was malicious in his intent. But uh, Dina kind of, I don't see him as honorable as his father was because he's just sure. like, I just don't like this guy. <laughs> and he kind of goes out of his way to do really dangerous things as we see in this scene coming up. So he um, enters the AIRD and he removes like the nodule that's holding Pakshi. The unit. And yeah, right, exactly. And he releases him. So all of the uh, mayhem that's about to ensue is his own fault. Yeah, and, totally. And it, it is a little like of a funny feeling story wise, because like you were saying, Matthew, it seemed like the good guys won and we kind of stopped the villain and. I don't know if I've seen it before in a film where it's just such a direct like reversal of what just happened. <laughs> yeah, because the you know once he's released, you see uh, like the setup, like all the murders that you saw uh, throughout the film with these cell phones. You see this start to happen again, and what you see is that this is Vasi's home now. So Vasi's in bed, and you hear the phones, and then you see it all again. His whole room's covered in cell phones. And then you see Pakshi's face. And he kind of droops down towards him. And you're like, what? Is, like, are they really going to kill Vasi? But then he says something like, what? Well, can I come in? And, yeah. then it, and then it fades it, to black. Yeah, it fades to black. And then it's interesting. Uh, then it cuts to a scene when... And I want to cosplay as Vasi <laughs> in this scene sometime. But he's walking around with a megaphone and then... Um, this sign on a little board that just says save birds. Um, so at first you're thinking like, oh, okay, was he, is he being forced um, mm-hmm. to do this? In which case it's like, oh, this seems like the course of action that would have the least impact. But uh, yeah, we end up finding out that he's sort of possessed. <laughs> yeah, he's possessed yeah, by Yeah, it's Pakshi. hard. But yeah, I want to make right. this sign with the save birds. <laughs> Can do that for Magfest. Like, do... All these people are not saving birds. <laughs> we can do some Endiran cosplay at Magfest. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. I was I was thinking that watching this, that if I saw someone at like MomoCon dressed up 
like some of the characters from this, I would lose my mind. Dude, as 2.0 yeah, and they're like, kiss me, King Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Forget it. Yeah. Or as critique. Uh, okay, I won't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, yeah, so now Chitty and Nila show up because they kind of see this madness that's begun. So uh, Vasi, as this kind of protester, it's uh, actually Pakshi. Uh, possessing his body, which, I mean, it's best to just not analyze yeah, that because it's like, how do you even figure out what's happening? But right. it's cool because uh, you get to see Vasi, kind of evil Vasi, almost like the humanoid uh, 2.0 in this uh, sequence where he's uh, causing a lot of mayhem, throwing people into buses and smashing cars and everything. So uh, once Chiti encounters him, he realizes that this is a problem because... He can't harm Vasi, uh, and they need to stop Pakshi, but uh, they're kind of at a loss at what to do. Hmm. And um, so Nila is starting to arm that uh, neutralizing ray, and he sees that it would injure uh, Vasi, so he says to stop. Mm-hmm. So um, and then Vasi cool. dearms Chitty. Yeah, it's it's great. He's uh, he grabs him, starts to dismantle him. So he rips his arms off, he rips his legs off. And then he does like a total like Terminator two, or he like stabs through his chest, like to uh, basically kill him. And he even like rips his head off. What does he say? Oh man, that's good too. Oh, he says, nice. what a pity. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's so good, dude. There are some amazing one-liners. Oh, there was one from earlier, the first time when you saw the actual giant cell phone bird. Um, oh, holy Chitty crow. Said, yeah, holy crow. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That's so dumb. I love it. Yeah, there's a uh. bunch. This, Yeah, I, I didn't even realize how hungry I was for good one-liners. <laughs> and boy, this, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. And in the, whenever we're uh, later in the movie, we get like constant one-liners. They don't all hit, but there's a lot of them. Oh, so. man. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, 2.0's lines are just like, oh, man. Yeah, so, okay, leading up to that. So what happens is in a last kind of desperate act, Vasi writes a message on a car before he's uh, actually takes over, and he, he kind of has, like, this bird demon form that you see him as in uh, uh, for the rest of the movie until the soccer scene. And actually, it looks pretty cool. It's... It's kind of cheesy, but it looks like kind of like a devil man or something. And um, what you see is that the message that Fassi wrote on the car is 2.0. Yeah. So Neela gets that and she yeah, understands. That's okay. So, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, Whenever I saw that in the theater, I was like, ooh, I know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> uh, it's nice because I feel like. Times call for desperate measures. <laughs> like with the. Um... Both with the reveal of Chitty um, springing into action and that 2.0 written on the car, they both popped up when I like wasn't expecting them and had kind of forgotten that that could even happen. <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't even really registering the title of the movie by the time all the action was underway. So this is... Yeah, this is it's cool. a lot of fun. Yeah. So Neela breaks into the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark and <laughs> is able to find 2.0 and, and reactivate him. And we get this another. That's whenever we get that. What did you say? Love me, King Baby or something like that. Yeah. Give a beautiful kiss for your King yeah. Baby. Yeah. King baby. yeah. Ugh. But yeah, he always says it like King Baby. Come on. 
give you a beautiful kiss to your great king baby it's <laughs> good stuff but but yeah, she so uh, she's able to get him to go back to the lab and uh turn all of those those 500 chitties into into 2.0s and 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 during this we get a little like we see him playing with a little like action figure and i was thinking god i want that action figure <laughs> oh man me yeah, too it's so cool i want a little 3.0 which yeah, that's it's the, also a nice little. Um, they're planting this little seed yeah. that then they'll pay off at the end of the movie. And that's a good. That's a good gift too of of the of him as two point like pushing his sunglasses up, winking, and then pushing them back down. Oh, so good. Yeah, oh, classic. Oh yeah, and he has that mocking taunt that he'll use against Pakshi for the rest of the film, where he flaps his yeah yeah yeah, and then he does that yeah. like it's dead. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> so now the um basically the finale mm-hmm. where Pakshi arrives at a soccer stadium and it's packed and he activates everyone's cell phones and he traps everybody there. So what his plan is is no exit. he's yeah. yeah, he's going to basically execute everyone in the stadium using the radioactive waves from the cell phone towers just like all of these birds have been dying. So he's exacting this poetic justice in his mind and um the first person he demonstrates this on is our dina bora and he says to him like hey man like i let you out and he's <laughs> like uh you're just as it's bad also as sad because it's like don't you recognize me like that yeah. was yeah <laughs> so he does like this like crazy like super attack where he summons lightning and it strikes down <laughs> at an exact point and it like turns him into ash it's pretty messed up mm-hmm. he gets a really i mean as dramatic as it is for a character to be like an antagonist like that he gets a really kind of unceremonious Mm -hmm. death which is kind of actually effective in how shocking it should be Mm -hmm. right so he blocks all the exits (laughs) and i like that he gets the phones to say no exit (laughs) on all the yeah Uh, and he tells basically you know this is going to be like the most people to ever die in a single thing uh, and then 2.0 yeah in. he like is comparing it to Hiroshima yeah and it's yikes it's yeah it's a little tough because we spent so much time in this guy's backstory where he was portrayed as nothing but like sympathetic yeah sympathetic in this like champion of the lesser than um, so you, like like you're saying, it it would be a great origin for like a Batman villain or something like that. Uh, a little sad to see him go this far in the other direction mm-hmm. of just wanting to like wantonly commit this huge genocide. Right, and I like to whenever uh, 2.0 goes out in the field, uh, Pakshi tries to do the whole reveal that he's actually Vasi underneath it, and at 2.0 she's like, "Oh no, are you really Vasi? What if I hurt you?" And like just and then just pulls out his his little finger gun and shoots at him after (laughs) that reveal. Yeah, I love how um, they play up 2.0 kind of being this wild card anti-hero. It's it's uh, it's a lot of fun, especially, you know, this 2.0 is built from the remains of Chiti and you get this kind of yin and yang. So, you know, Chiti was so good at the beginning of the film. And now, even though um, I, I guess you could say 2.0's only real motivation is that Pakshi is a threat. And uh, Neela kind of points him in that direction, saying, like, yeah. you know, 
Pakshi is like, you know, the only one that can stand up to you. And 2.0's ego is like, oh, I'm the only one. Like, nothing, nobody else can be as good as I am. Yeah, so that's... it's funny. It does get a, like a little bit gray because obviously they do push Pakshi more into just straight up villain territory. But we still have this sympathy for him. And then we don't have our normal Chitti. We have the kind of like bad boy Chitti. Um, yeah. And, and then he ends up kind of, yeah, rubbing it in pretty pretty yeah. good for this stadium. and he's pretty ruthless too you know you've got all these people stuck <laughs> in the stadium and the attacks that he's sending towards uh pakshi he's not considering the audience behind yeah all of the you know guys he's fighting so you see a lot of stray fire landing in the crowd mm-hmm. and it escalates because uh chitty's kind of doing his like happy diwali um <laughs> gunfire like attack yeah, yeah. and then um like a disco ball kind of yeah or no, yeah it yet, turns into yet. the yeah. right it turns into this big disco mm-hmm. ball a uh, multiple uh 2.0s and pakshi they, it keeps escalating yeah, it's kind of the, so then you get the, kind of the best of from the from Inderon at this point where it is like the circle of guns and the big ball yep uh, and I, I was hoping that it would be like a like a Terminator 2 thing where he's like no casualties after like doing the crazy gun thing to make sure that everyone's okay. But nope. Oh, nope, no, not at all. <laughs> By the time he's ro- rolling around with that ball, he's just firing everywhere. everywhere. So, I mean, they don't explicitly show people getting hit, but you can just <laughs> imagine that a lot of people are getting wounded <laughs> because of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it turns into like a mecha fight. <laughs> It kind of turns into <laughs> yeah. giant robots, giant cell phone robot, and a giant robot made of robots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I like that. Yeah, they they show that 2.0 does his magnetize, and he pulls all this debris from all over the area, and it includes like vehicles and like fire trucks, yeah. and that actually becomes like the abs of the robot <laughs> itself, or like cars. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy crap! And then he the like best rips. Part is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he rips the like front windshield of the uh fire truck and that becomes his sunglasses <laughs> it's so much fun so like good. you you have to enjoy stupid stuff mm. like that and I, <laughs> this was one of the comments that i made both in my notes back when i watched it in the theaters and this time was uh that this this robot fight is brought to you by honda <laughs> oh yeah he has a big old honda They're- logo on his shoulder <laughs> Yeah, there are moments of product placement throughout this mm-hmm. film, too. At the beginning of the movie, there's, like, a Coca-Cola can that gets shoved right into mm-hmm. your face. Yeah. And then there's, like, a Sometimes Samsung self, logo on the phone. There's an yeah. Apple logo, too, on one of the phones. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. I it's impressive. <laughs> I do like that. That's one of the... Because these are killer phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the guys, like, whenever they're trying to get their phones, like, figure out what's going on wrong with their phones, one of the people says, is there a separate line for Android? <laughs> <laughs> oh right yeah in the like police yeah. station or whatever yeah. that's pretty good and uh, yeah so you've got these like gigantic computer animated uh humanoid figures fighting each other and you can tell there's a lot of motion capture going on but i like that they still kind of do these like moves as if they were people that could get hurt by hitting getting hit in the head and stuff <laughs> so you do see like a suplex and you see like a like roundhouse kick and 
uh two uh, 2.0 gets like hit in the head and it's like it kind of messes him up and it's like yeah. but you guys are just big debris blobs like why why are you reacting like a person would react <laughs> i also really like the um once pakshi's kind of getting the upper hand he's like exploding his abs he's like hitting <laughs> all of the cars and then 2.0 starting on fire and actually visually that looks really cool seeing 2.0 kind of on the ropes like engulfed in flames yeah totally and in kind of like one of his last acts as this big monster he like runs at him and kind of demagnetizes and kind of invades uh pakshi with all of the chitis but it kind of seems like uh 2.0 is losing right now Mm -hmm. but we see as he's as one of the 2.0s is crawling away with flashes on the screen activate 3.0 yeah <laughs> and, and the th- when i saw that in the theater i was actually like what yeah <laughs> what's about to happen Me too oh man it's so cool <laughs> and it's even goofier and- than you ever thought it could be <laughs> yeah this is the the moment like i was saying earlier how it was like all right chitty versus this bird starting to feel like what i was hoping to see in this movie but as the movie was going on, I was kind of like, all right, this is kind of crazy, but it's like what I expect mm-hmm. from a movie like this. But once this whole section with the 3.0 happens and you oh, see, man. so what you see is the 3.0 is like a little tiny, the little tiny version. And he calls himself Kuti and Kuti. he's flying in on a dove. <laughs> and then what you see is like, it's a whole fleet of doves. That but all have the little three point the doves, but they're also threatening to break their necks, basically. <laughs> right. It's like a hostage situation yeah. <laughs> directly aimed at Pakshi's interest. And I'm like, am You're like oh, me, man, I'm like, who do I root for? With this? <laughs> but I was actually like, all right, this is the kind of crazy stuff yeah. that I came to this yeah, movie totally. for. <laughs> it's also cool um rewatching it. We talked about that uh the the little action figure that mm-hmm. uh, that we saw and um actually nila says cute when she sees the action figure and, and his <laughs> name is kuti um mm-hmm. yeah cool. nice yeah, <laughs> a little bit of foreshadow there yeah <laughs> um but yeah he seems more he's more in the 2.0 bad boy mold than the you know paragon chiti mold we saw earlier that they can transform into cell phones so they use that to kind of like destroy the the exits so that people can can escape yeah they're like these little self-destructing cell phones and there's and the whole time there's this song that's like just talking about 3.0 oh, playing yeah right. yeah and actually when uh when pakshi is terrorizing the uh that intersection when he first possesses uh vasi he's uh, got his own kind of like new, like new, new metal. metal yeah like song <laughs> that's like directly describing him and yeah you get a similar case here with uh the 3.0 song i thought that was really entertaining yeah totally so yeah this a uh, whole uh nila lets out this whole army of of 3.0s they help uh, clear out the place and 2.0 gets uh, reactivated and is going to just shoot at uh, Pakshi, even though it would kill Vasi. And Neela kind of does like the dive in front of it to stop all but but a couple of the bullets from hitting him. And yeah. and now he's just a Pakshi's just a ghost. He's just a, a like a lawnmower man ghost. Just yeah, he's like a he's like a Dreamcast era like <laughs> totally character model. like like oh, om- like Omicron kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's really, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny yeah. how 
how drastically things can change in quality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they chase him away and they actually end up luring him to that satellite array and he gets absorbed by those positive uh, waves and that's uh, the death of Pakshi. Yeah. And I like the little teasing that that one of the 3.0s does when... um... Yeah, when Pakshi realizes that he's been led into a trap. <laughs> That's really cool. One of my, my favorite line from the song is the, the very first line is I'm Isaac Asimov's grandson, buddy. <laughs> so good. Dude, you should oh, yeah, add that text right. to one of the gifs. Remember <laughs> the first the in Andy Ron's episode I had like favorite lines of every song. Mm-hmm. But I actually wasn't focused on that because there weren't as many. I should have yeah. done some more research to find my favorite lines. But yeah, that's great. That counts. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh but yeah, he gets absorbed by the by the positive energy and and we get to see uh Vasi in the in the hospital afterwards. Like he's all recovered, everything's going okay. And he gets a little preachy for a little bit here, <laughs> which I thought oh, was kinda totally. which is kinda funny. <laughs> It's yeah. like if they didn't hammer in this message like by now, then they're just going to straight up tell you. Right, like... <laughs> right. I mean, it's a little important since they pushed the Pakshi character like so hard into just supervillain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it it's I I guess a nice summation of the kind of point of view of of this film overall. But the movie's not over quite yet because even though the credits are starting, uh, Neela and the OG Chitty uh, get back together one more time and they get to have a little song together yeah. so we we do get one big huge bollywood musical like we were uh like you would expect and it's it's out of control like it's it's, yeah, almost, it's, it's like an a, awesome song it's it's a fun song it has like i think i made a joke in the last Multiple movie that and yeah. in, in Enderon that they had a lot of costumes in the different songs but they literally have like 12 different costumes in this one song it's wild yeah yeah they really jam it in uh you know and i think it's kind of cool as a reward for people that like maybe were expecting a lot more numbers like that this one is uh so good there's a funny thing actually there's one set of outfits where uh chitty has like a gold suit on and like this kind of gold visor like sunglasses yeah I actually own those. Dude. <laughs> I have like so Cosplay okay like complete. For, well, I had like um you know, I like Cyclops, right? So like I had like yeah. a visor, it's like yellow with the red visor. Those are the same style, like exactly the same, except those ones are complete gold ones. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> I kind I of I kind of wonder if like some of the songs in Indiron, if this wasn't shot early in production. Um, oh yeah, good point. And I could see it initially having been devised as being somewhere inside of the movie, but yeah, really, a really awesome payoff in the in the end credits. And it's it's nice where, how they kind of position the credits so they're in kind of this lower block on the screen, so they don't really obscure um, too much of the video. Yeah. Um, did you guys notice that one of the dance moves they do is that it's floss? The floss. That floss. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> like what the they heck? definitely floss this oh. oh man it's so so cool and then we have like an end credit scene after yeah. the song where nick fury comes his bed. <laughs> it did feel like that could happen it did. Yeah. Um, but no, he, but gets, no, he finally cute, gets to meet 3.0 yeah it's really cute he's like yeah. 
you're my grandfather or something. <laughs> he says, yeah. yeah, he says, I'm your grandson. That's what Compressed it is. version. It's very oh, silly. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah. That's so good. And then, yeah, he flies into the screen. And that's oh, another, maybe one of my favorite gifable moments of all time is um, after they uh, basically destroy Pakshi. Um, one of the 3.0s does this little like flick to get his sunglasses on his face and then oh. a super awesome thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And that could easily be the best oh, yeah. thumbs up on the on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try to make that one too. Yeah, you should. I definitely took some stills already in the film and that was one of them. Oh, I awesome. had to do it. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that's that's 2.0. It's a, Man. It is a ride. Um, I I'm just I'm really happy that I was able to see it in the mm-hmm, theaters. Same, <laughs> and I was excited. Uh, my my wife really liked it, which I wasn't. Oh, I was awesome. like I could. I was kind of thinking I could see this going either way with her like a bit. Yeah, she she really liked it. She loves the Terminator movie, so it's, oh cool. So it kind oh. of kind of makes sense. She would like the crazy Terminator <laughs> that this these movies are. Oh, that's awesome. I I did actually read that. They were talking in development to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the Pakshi character. Really? But wow. yeah, but the price didn't meet what like he wanted, so they didn't go through with it. But can you imagine <laughs> what wow. this movie would have been like if that were the case? That's wild. that's oh my beyond. Gosh, that's beyond science. That is beyond science. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. And uh, my wife's been enjoying. Force. Yeah, totally. She's been enjoying some Bollywood films since we've watched Ending On. And oh, awesome. one of the other that's ones cool. that was released actually right a around lot the on t- Netflix right now. Yeah, right. And the, the, that's what I was going to say. One of the ones that it was released right around when 2.0 was released is a film called Zero. And it stars Shah Rukh Khan, who is like mm, yeah, really like up there, too. And star, um, yeah. actually, since I mentioned him, um, Chitti actually is in a cameo in one of his films there's a movie called Ra One that came out a year after Endiran and he it's kind of similar to Endiran where uh, but in this film it's like there's a video game character that ends up in the real world but it's just as absurd and it has like really crazy action sequences but there's a sequence where Shah Rukh Khan's character is fighting some thugs and at the end of the fight all of the thugs have like these metal weapons and they get pulled away and you're like, what? And you look over and there's a car that pulls up and Chitty gets <laughs> out of the car. And it's like this stare down between uh, Shah Rukh Khan's character and Chitty. And uh, oh, I'll link nice. it on the episode, but it's cool to see a cameo from, uh, from Chitty. Very cool. But this, oh, yeah, I was talking about Zero. I sidetracked myself. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Zero is a really interesting kind of love triangle movie too and um uh Shahrukh khan plays like this dwarf that he kind of falls oh, in I love know the with movie you're talking about oh yeah cool. he falls in love with a woman that has uh like cerebral palsy i believe but she's like are organizing this mission to mars through like nasa or whatever they call it in the film and it's like this kind of crazy love triangle and that movie's really weird but it's really fun and really good and it's on netflix and you can see it too huh well yeah. cool I wouldn't have known about that if not for Joanna. So that's all. <laughs> Dude, <heard. awesome. laughs> Very cool. We said already that you can watch this movie if you have Amazon Prime. It's streaming in uh, Tamil, Telugu, and Hindi, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely if you're interested in something like this and you want to just have a good time and you're <laughs> willing to commit two and a half hours mm-hmm. to it, I would say check it out. Totally. 
Well, thank you so much for checking us out. If you like the show, then please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stikini Reviews and Stitcher. I don't know. If you can, then leave reviews there. <laughs> and um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes, the number three podcast on all of those. Thank you so much to the probably Bollywood cinema subreddit that I'm going to leave this on, wherever that is. <laughs> and our training for next week is going to be a little different. We're actually going to do a little uh, anniversary show. It's a little late, but Yay. that's fine. But yeah, we're just going to have a fun anniversary show, kind of talk about the show, what we got in store for the future and everything. So I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, cool. Well, until next week, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.